0: Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Steven Magic, the podcast. It's time to get back to work. Las Vegas, just like the rest of the country, is now turning the corner, starting to work, and there's a lot of people that are out of work, and more importantly, there are a lot of organizations that are going to hire back and want to do this next time even better. And we got the perfect person on for us. Her name is Adrienne Somerville, and she's a consultant in the world of talent management. And boy, I read her stuff, and you can go on her website, and we'll tell you where to go with all of that at the end of our conversation. But Adrienne, It seems to me that talent management is such an interesting topic. People seem to be kind of shocked when they hear that title, and yet it's really important because we got to be able to not only hire good people and so forth, but know how to get the best of their abilities.
2: Absolutely, Steve. You know, I think what's really interesting about talent management is for years, many people would misconstrue talent management with HR, Right. they would just think naturally human resources, right? And so that's that hiring piece. But the richness of talent management, is it is actually the driver. It's the demand signal for HR practices and decisions. Because until you know what to hire, what gap you're closing, what your talent portfolio looks like today, it's a little difficult to get those HR practices and principles right.
0: Some of the best managers I ever worked for were people that knew how to get the best out of everybody. They knew, you know, you didn't have everybody do all doing the same things. You had them do what what they do best. And you can even see that, I think of it from a sports perspective, a guy like Bill Belichick doesn't necessarily have the best players, but everybody out there, they're doing what they're best at. And that, when you put that all together, that's how you get these winning teams. And you know, the coolest
2: thing about putting these teams together is is not only understanding, everybody has a gift, right? So when I bring you on board, I want to, a, a, a true leader Whatever that talent is, help you discover it if you don't know what it is. If you do know what it is, we help grow it and manifest it so it, it's the benefit of the organization to leverage it. That, to me, is like true leadership. And what, what are people most passionate about is the other key to talent management. I know what you can do. I know you have a portfolio of skills that are germane to what you do in my organization. But, but what do you love doing, right? Un- right? How do I unleash the passion that you have? for whatever it is of interest to you, for the goodness of the organization, because that's how we all grow. We grow as an individual, and then we also grow as an organization.
0: And is this where training comes in, where before you even start the training, you want to know what you have and what the potential is?
2: And, and the good thing about HR is HR closes what I would say is a staffing gap, right? Someone's missing, someone's retiring, we have some new technology, we need to go ahead and hire but talent management goes a little bit deeper. It's that skill gap analysis closure. So when I don't, the only way to know what I really need to hire is to know what I have on board, what, what skills do I have on board specifically, and more importantly, what skills do I need to have on board, and what are those gaps. And when you think of a gap, think of something like training. That's a risk mitigation strategy, right? Because if I can train you to close that gap, that's a win. Um, mm-hmm. I can even redeploy you as an asset to the organization and have you work on something a little bit different. So training is key, but training—the key to training—is that Steve, it has to be targeted, right? Not just training for training, like oh, we offered that last year, we're going to offer it next year and a mm-hmm. year before. Yeah, you know, we got to think about—is it really relevant? Like, are those skills obsolete? Like, what value add to that training that we selected? Should we be looking at some newer training? And let's think about like the, um, think about General Motors and the automotive. They're getting more into battery cars, right? Right. That's a skill set. So now I don't want to offer training that's obsolete. Maybe I need to find some courses and develop my employees to have that technology and experience in operating and developing cars that will be more battery focused.
0: Well, you know, you mentioned General Motors, and you have a great track record with large organizations, be it on the government side or on private organizations and businesses. And I, just to give people an idea of your background, it's fascinating because you've got a lot of education, and it's from a wide variety of uh, geographical and size and so forth Norfolk State, the Florida Institute of Technology, Georgetown, Harvard. Do you find that kind of help by? Getting into different areas, getting different communities, kind of just different cultures, the way they work.
2: You know, I started off embracing, unknowingly, talent management myself. I find the most fascinating people are the people that reinvent themselves, right? They learn something. They have to adapt. In each and every role and at each and every academic institution, you almost have to, like, adapt a whole different personality to get that richness out of it. So going to Norfolk State, you know, you're younger. And I focused on political science and law and, like, public administration. Then when I went to Florida Institute of Technology, I wanted to broaden and and have that more of a business background. So I focused on business management. And what was so cool, I went back to the Washingtonian effects of politics, administration, legislation. uh, How do we shape and influence our country at that level? And then going to Harvard, it was all about how do we – take women throughout the globe because this course was, it was extremely fascinating to go there because you had women from all over and we focused on women mainly in talent and how do we grow that talent and women in power And it was just just a humbling experience to be exposed to prime ministers and those that were on staff as we went through the Harvard curriculum.
0: definitely exciting. Well, and I see kind of your background as what we should be kind of aiming at in the 21st century. You know, in the old days, you worked in one field and you did it your entire life. You got a gold watch and that was a nice career. Now it's a little different. And it strikes me as, as you go from place to place and you're getting, you know, politics one way, then all of a sudden you're adding technology The two kind of lead you into a place maybe that you never thought of, but it seems like all these skills all intersect.
2: That's a great point you made, too, because when I think about this future generation and I look at myself, it's like they're not going to stay 30 years and get the watch, right? Generation X, the millennials, if you get three years, they're looking for something else. They're coming into organizations expecting some sort of career roadmap to be laid out before. How do I get to be the next seed? They are looking for that roadmap of skills and courses and opportunities, developmental assignments, plum projects that strategically positions them to grow within the organization, to move about within the organization, to continue to reinvent themselves in different areas. And that's what I think we want to focus on. And just Think about today's environment. And we talk a little bit about, you know, as sad as it is this COVID-19 situation, but so many companies have closed. They're not going to reopen. And, and for us at TPSC, we want to be at the forefront, right? At the sphere of influence of helping to identify the rich talent that unfortunately is not working today in America. But if we're going to build our economy back up, we need to understand what that talent is. What are the products and services that America is going to need to deploy and have accessible, not only today, but tomorrow? And how do we bring that talent in, shape that talent, train that talent? and develop it um, so that we can get back America totally back up and running again. It's going to be a reliance upon the people that we don't even know what their talents are.
0: Exactly. And, you know, you're, of course, a, a top consultant in this field. Let's talk about one thing that you always talk about. I mean, as you go through your website. Oh, by the way, why don't we, we give the website to people? Where, where's the best place to find you?
2: The best place to find me is pts-c.com that's one of my websites and then I also have dot www.summervilleconsultinggroup.com.
0: Okay, we will check both of those but you talk a lot about mentoring and a lot of people hear that it's it's a word that's used often around business circles but you take it seriously. I was reading some of your stuff and you really see the value in this and and just as I'm listening to all this, you know, and as great as your educational background is There's nothing like a one-on-one relationship with somebody that can actually has been there and give you some advice based on actual experience.
2: Mentoring is the gift that keeps on giving, Steve. I'm so convinced of it. Not only do I lead with that in mind, but it definitely, to me, I'm a benefactor of it. I would not be where I am today, and I can say wholeheartedly without the best mentors I've ever encountered. And this is why mentoring is so important. I talk a lot about performance capital versus relationship capital. At some point, everyone is going to be good with the performance. I come to work every day, but keep in mind, performance capital has a diminishing effect. If Steve's outstanding after a while, it's, no, it's, it's that's, that's not even an issue, right? Everybody knows Steve's outstanding. So you're able to move about in your career. We give you plum projects, you get it done. I can always count on Steve. He's reliable, he's great, but then you'll get to a point in your career where you know, I want something else, I want something more, I am, I've proven that I'm good at what I do. If you don't have those relationships, mentor, those mentoring relationships, that capital, that relationship capital, it's going to be very difficult to ascend. Because we all know coming to work, doing your 9 to 5 or working a 10-hour day even, it's not going to necessarily allow you to ascend in your career. But mentors have helped me avoid particular situations uh, not making the right decisions. They can see more than I can see where I sit into the organization. Uh, they can even turn into my advocates and biggest supporters, removing obstacles out of the way as I'm trying to navigate through my career. So I think that gift of mentoring, I think we owe it to ourselves not only to be a mentor um, and, and embrace what's key to mentoring too, and I don't want to miss this point, is the diversity of mentorship. Many of my mentors did not look like me. And, and, and that's just a fact, right? So capitalizing on the richness of diversity associated with mentorship is key because you get a different technical area, you get a different perspective. You get someone who doesn't look like you, you get different experiences that they bring into the equation. Someone that served on a different side, maybe they're military and you're a civilian working for the government. Um, I think that is phenomenally rich in helping you figure out what do you do and where do you want to go in, in your career. No, I love mentoring, and I could talk all day, Steve, about (laughs) mentoring. It is just so – like, I I would walk into a conference, and I'd ask by a show of hands, like, how many people have a mentor? And I'm always disheartened when it's like, how are you you making it? You know, you can't navigate through these organizations on your own.
0: I love this concept about relationship uh, capital because – when you think about it, who are all the leaders of the great organizations and so forth are people that know how to have these relationships. And one way is to get to know people. And to, as you say, different. we all come from different places, be it geographical, cultural, what have you. And ultimately, unless you're in a really, really specific industry, and I think there's less and less of that nowadays anyway, you, you kind of have to understand the really large and very diverse group that is your your audience.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And if you're going to move about in your career, you have to no one will get there on their own. And those that believe they did, they pulled themselves up, it's very difficult because organizations are complex, they're agile, they're dynamic, people are always moving about in an organization. And and this is a key to mentoring because I always get the, "Well, how do I select a mentor?" And there are a couple of ways. Some organizations have these like eHarmonyMatch.com kind of things, right? Mm -hmm. You put your profile in, I'll put mine in, bing, 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 98%. Adrian and Steve are a match. That's one option. But I always tell people, just watch in an organization. Take a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, see who the mover shakers are, and look for those that emulate the characteristics that you value. You want honesty. Oh, wow, high credibility definitely well-respected, right, someone that's accessible, someone that has, like, that same things, the things that you value most, and then do a quick little interview. Do some homework about that individual, of course. Get a few minutes on their calendar. I always tell people it's a humbling and and, and definitely an honor for someone to, to want to seek me out, to impart words that will shape and influence their career trajectory. So not to be so nervous about this whole mentoring thing, like, I don't know how to approach someone. It's so easy to do because we're often so flattered that you chose me, and and it's it's a reciprocated relationship because you find as a mentor, I get as much out of my mentees and protégés as I pour into them.
0: You know, it's it, one of those things, too, where, as you say, when people come up and ask me, uh, they couldn't say anything nicer because they're saying, wow, we really like what you do. We want to learn more of that. And quite frankly, if they don't want to have anything to do with you, it wasn't going to be a good mentor anyway. Move on to the next one. Don't take it as an insult. Just Absolutely. it's not a match. You know, you Absolutely. mentioned E Harmony too. And I thought I want to ask Adrian, you know, with E Harmony, I always think. Part of the value of that is they don't pick an exact match. They pick people that kind of kind of the yin and the yang kind of thing. So maybe you don't want to look for somebody who's exactly like you, but you want to look for people that have sort of maybe a different skill set and see what you can pick up on that and how yours works best with somebody like them.
2: My, one of my mentors kind of tapped me on the shoulder one day. I, I never would have selected him. Um, he was a high-ranking military officer. And he just saw some potential in me, but he, he, just, he decided I'm going to advise her. I'm going to give her some good advice. And he said, you kind of need, you're good in this one area of contracting, but you need to have breadth and depth in something else. And I said, really? He was like, yeah, you know, I think you need to get more. And he actually exposed me to talent management. He said, he who knows the business knows the business, right? They know all there is to know about people. And then he said, you've got some people that he who knows the business knows the numbers. They go down that financial path. Which one of these paths are of interest to you? And he would continue to say, so how's it going? Are you thinking about moving? Are you thinking about doing something different? And he would challenge me to demonstrate, yeah, so I'm considering it. Have you done any reading? And the next thing you know, he introduced me to my new love, which was talent management. Um, and I, but I would never have thought of myself in that kind of a role had someone not said to me, hey, I think you would be good in this area and you might want to pursue it.
0: You know, by now, you've probably been listening to Adrian and saying, God, I wish I'd have been taking notes here. This is such great stuff. And it is. You can always listen to a replay of the show on our web on our web page. It'll be there uh, in our archives forever. But fortunately, there's also a way you can find out and have it on your bookshelf. Adrian's got a new book out. We're so excited about it. It's called Wingspan. Now, first of all, you got to be excited because that's kind of what drove you to write this, right? Was the idea that people, you know, people are taking notes. Why not have something for them that they can use to follow this process all the way through?
2: And the cool thing about Wingspan is you're going to have this little in, kind of inkling that, gosh, there's so many books about talent management. But Wingspan is very succinct. The whole purpose of it was to ensure that you could have this grab-and-go, you know, I'm, I'm getting on a plane, you know, I'm, I'm just reading a little bit here and there. I don't have a lot of time to dive into really thick books. But this is a quick 100-page, very succinctly written, going through the four principles of talent management, and where do you see uh, yourself on the trajectory. What I also love about Wingspan is I take you through an assessment process. And any progress is good progress, Right. So I take you through a series of questions just so you can see where you are and figure out, you know, what do I need to do next? And then we move through the process together. It's a very conversational because this is often a topic when I'm publicly speaking. So it's written in a very easy, conversational manner. Um, and it answers that direct calling, just as you, you indicated, Steve, of, hey, can you tell me a little bit more and where can I get more information?
0: Well, what I love about it is it's like one of the best textbooks you ever had where, you know, the concepts in terms of the talent management are explained, but it's written in conversational language, which is great. And you can actually follow yourself through this thing. And in fact, I had to write down one thing that you mentioned. You said uh, the only skill sets that matter are those that lead to employee optimization and corporate dominance. So let me tell you, as someone who loves sports, I love that way because that's actually what we're all trying to do, right? That's the goal. It's
2: to deliver Connect yourself to the products and services that you support as an organizational employee, as a leader, as a manager, connect yourself to those products and services and optimally perform. We all want to be a part of winning teams, right? We all want to win in our career in our family lives in our personal lives. And it starts with understanding what is, what is my role? What is my purpose? What am I supposed to be delivering? And if you find that you're working for an organization and you're not sure where your contributions are contributing to the greater cause like your efforts on a daily basis lends itself to an end item product that is highly regarded at this organization i would reach out to my leadership to get that clarity because that's extremely important to understand at that at any level in an organization what my role is and what my contributions are and then See myself as being one of those valuable assets. Like, I can tell you what's not going to get done if I do not show up every day. My whole self, right? Right. Every individual should be able to live in their story and know my contributions matter. If I don't show up, there are organizational losses that will ripple through my corporation. And that's, that's why I add value. And that's why I need to understand that I'm optimally performing contributing and bringing my best self in
0: every day well what wingspan helps you do too is you always hear this term bring value and we all understand it you know obviously the people that can bring value are the most valuable uh, employees but what you show them is first of all let's find out what that is and then how can you keep improving it and so forth because ultimately that makes you desirable not only with that organization but if you ever want to move on everybody's going to want you
2: so funny, though, when you first start a position, everybody thinks, well, they hired me, I'm supposed to know everything, right? And we recognize you don't know everything on day one. There's still some learning. (laughs) There's still some mentoring needed. You're still trying to figure out the organization, your expectation, even when you're hired at the most senior levels. So I think it's really good for people to think about the fact that, you know, I don't know everything, but I have potential, right? And I'm going to perform So I'm going to be very transparent about where my vulnerabilities are, what I don't know, and what those technical competencies are that still need to be developed. And I think this is why it's important to have those relationships, that confidant in your organization, where you can say, you know, I'm a little bit, I'm not as strong as I should be in this area, but that's okay, because that's when the training comes in. That's when those lunch and learns and those conferences and those developmental assignments come into play to help you close those skill gaps. And that's what's really talent management's all about. It's that this is what I'm supposed to know. This is what I deliver. This is what I don't know. And now help me, organizational leaders, to partner to close those gaps so we can optimally perform and deliver wholeheartedly, you know, raising that tide collectively in the best interest of our organization.
0: Well, that's certainly exciting. I know everybody wants to read this and it's a great book, Wingspan. How do we get it, Adrian? What's the easiest way?
2: So the easiest way is you can go to my SomervilleConsultingGroup.com website, com and order it there. It's also available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And um, certainly any any way you can reach out to me, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm happy to autograph copies. That's always an honor. But that's the, those are the best ways to get the book.
0: Boy, you make it easy for people. And then finally, if people want to hire you because they can, and you're in your company. Again, the same website? Same
2: website. Um, you know, I'm blessed to be CEO of two companies. Um, so, Somerville Consulting Group and then also Talent and Technical Solutions. And that is www.ttf-c.com. And all focused on talent, all focused on, you know, developing the right IT solutions for organizations that are seeking ways. To develop their talent management tools and processes, and so I'm just delighted to be a part of the team. The goal is to ensure that we are able to transform organizations one person at a time, and that's really what talent management is all
0: about. Well, and one last thing I would recommend to people too is you can go to YouTube, look up Adrian Somerville. Some great, she's a great speaker, as you could tell now after this last conversation. Uh, you'll get a lot out of it, and uh, you want to get a hold of Wingspan. Hey, Adrian, thank you very much. We got to have you on again.
2: Absolutely. Steve, I would love to do it. Love to do it. This is my this is what what warms my soul. So I'm really honored that you chose me to be on
0: your show. Really well, appreciate it. And we're really happy to have you on. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible. Utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com.
0: Have your collectibles taken over your house? Well, maybe it's time for those treasures to find a new home, and I've got just the place to help you do that. The place to go is baseball cards and bobbleheads, where they are always buying. Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads has over 35 years of experience buying collections of sports cards, memorabilia, bobbleheads, toys, action figures, comic books, Hot Wheels, Star Wars, movie posters, and more. If you've collected it, there's a good chance they'll buy it. No collections are too large or too small. Call Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads at 310-534-4180 or text them pictures of your collection. That number again is 310-534-4180. That's 310-534-4180. Baseball cards and bobbleheads, 310-534-4180.
1: Epsilon XR creates immersive learning
0: environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com.